welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome. But what you need to know about this podcast is that it's meant for physical therapists who are looking to grow your fundamentals in bite-sized segments of time. And today we're going to be talking about nerves and the shoulder. Specifically, we're talking about the suprascapular nerve. What I want you to picture is maybe someone you're treating their their shoulder for. Maybe they're an overhead athlete. Maybe you notice some atrophy in the back of their shoulder. Something weird is going on. It doesn't seem like a classic rotator cuff tear or tendonitis, something like that. So let's talk about our friend, the suprascapular nerve. Remember, anatomically, this is coming from your upper trunk of your brachial plexus, so C5 and C6. So for its nerve path, it's going to pass posteriorly to the suprascapular notch of the scapula with the suprascapular artery. However, the nerve is going to go deep to the transverse scapular ligament, whereas the artery goes over top. Then the nerve is going to travel deep to the supraspinatus and innervate it. And then it's going to pass through the spinoglenoid notch at the base of the spine of the scapula before innervating the infraspinatus. So along the path, it has articular sensory branches that are given off to acromioclavicular and glenohumeral joints. Um, but that's essentially it. That's what we're talking about in this episode. So what can go wrong? Well, we can have all kinds of nerve injuries that happen here. And then we'll talk in a second about what that looks like clinically, but there are several sites of entrapment. There's a possibility for a compression at the suprascapular notch, which can be most typically from maybe there's ganglia or a tumor in the area. Because this is before the point where it innervates the supraspinatus and infraspinatus muscles, it affects both. So it can mimic a rotator cuff pathology with weak external rotation and even abduction with the shoulder joint, as well as shoulder joint pain. Now, if we're moving down a little bit farther along the nerve path, there's another opportunity for suprascapular nerve compression or traction injuries at the spinoglenoid notch. So Again, this can be caused by a ganglion cyst. It can be caused by compression from the spinoglenoid ligament over top. Um, but you would see clinically that there might be wasting of the infraspinatus with sparing of the supraspinatus. Because remember, it's already innervated the supraspinatus beforehand. The compression that is affecting the conduction only affects the conduction to the infraspinatus. So if it's not getting the conduction, it can atrophy and therefore you might even see like wasting in the infraspinatus fossa. So overhead athletes are especially prone to this just with the repetitive movement overhead for potential site of entrapment. Another opportunity where it could go wrong would be a proximal humoral fracture. So Typically with these fractures, the axillary and the suprascapular nerves are most commonly involved. The good thing is that these are usually incomplete injuries and can manifest as temporary weakness until the nerve recovers if it does. So I already mentioned you might see, you probably see weakness depending on how bad it is or how long it's been going on. You might see um, muscle wasting in those fossas too, but Clinically, they're probably going to use an electromyography and nerve conduction study to diagnose this. You can also use diagnostic nerve blocks at the suprascapular notch to see, hey, like, do they feel better? Does this make an impact? 
Um, or they might even use an MRI, which has pretty good sensitivity and specificity in terms of seeing what's going on, if there's any increased signal and increase in inflammation and how the environment is looking. So if it's something where we're able to offload the site of compression and remove whatever is compressing the nerve, then cool, we might try a conservative approach. But if it's to a point where it's it's bad enough, they may need a surgical release of the compression t- compressing tissues. So something to keep in mind, take a look at your shoulder patient. You know, your clinical observation is is very valuable in terms of getting clues to where the actual problem is occurring from, right? So that's it for today, guys. If you have any questions, you can reach out at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com or feel free to just follow me on Instagram, pt underscore snacks. Um, If you're not following the show already, just go ahead and hit follow, join the community. And then if you need CEUs, check out the link below. MedBridge is offering listeners 40% off for their annual subscription, which gives you access to thousands of CEUs, live webinars, patient exercise program where you can put together patient exercises really quickly. And so I use this every day. Super helpful. If it's something that interests you, use the promo code PT Snacks podcast to get that discount. That's it for today, guys. And until next time.